Hey friends, welcome back to the Velvet Ashes Legacy Podcast. I'm Sarah Hilkman, bringing you this week's audio blog. We are continuing with our theme of first, and this week's blog is called Choosing Well by Jenny. My life revolves around lists. I live for the momentary euphoria of accomplishment when I check an item off, and probably because I can't remember as much as I used to after having four kids. But I think I'm failing at firsts, those top of the list tasks. Thirds, elevenths, and thirty-sevenths seem to yell louder than the steady voice of my first love. This season has felt like a tug of war between what I should do and what I really need at the core level. My family thrives when we can get good rhythms going, but at times our schedule is so packed it's hard to grasp for it. In those moments, I have to intentionally walk myself through what I need to do first to set a good foundation for the day. Water, worship, reading the word, working out, My life also revolves around alliteration, apparently. Those are the morning goals I'm easily distracted away from when I see a mountain of work to do, usually in the form of laundry unending, or in the ever-multiplying crumbs on the floor that could feed 5,000. Didn't I just sweep the floor? Sometimes I catch my husband chuckle as I flit around the house muttering to myself, heading to one room to change the washer, only to whip around saying, Water, Jenny, drink water. In moments of weariness, that struggle is stronger. Those feelings of fatigue should make me long for my Savior's feet, to drink from a cup that never runs dry. But the rhythms that should be first and foremost get set aside for easy comfort. Then I wonder why my margins are thin, why instead of buffered against the wind, I feel buffeted by it. I've discovered this in the most inconvenient ways. I've been strangely emotional, and the slightest change has brought about reactions that leave me confused. I'm not one to shy away from tears, but I don't think they are meant to happen while baking muffins. Or at weddings when someone comes to say hi, and instead of a coherent hello, you cry. A tipping point of sorts. In these moments, I find solidarity with Martha in Luke 10, the queen of hospitality, always about the business of feeding her guests. But this day, it happened to be Jesus and his disciples. What was a normal occurrence for her this time left her flustered. Maybe at that moment, her capacity had been met. She was dealing with emotional undercurrents, and she'd had it with her sister shirking her responsibilities. She was overwhelmed by all the other parts of her list, instead of enamored by the one who should have been first and last of it, forgetting to feed herself before she fed others. Perhaps like me, her margins were razor thin, and she couldn't hold in her frustration. We know her eyes and heart were averted from his gaze, at least momentarily, based on the response of Jesus. He highlighted her issue, but gently pointed her to the solution. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Luke 10, 41-42, the New King James Version. Choosing well is not just the top point on our list that we check off and move on from. 
Choosing Jesus first and always is our anchor, our foundation, the cadence to which our heart must beat. Abiding in Him is essential to our well-being. Jesus, our Savior, bringing solutions to a myriad of problems, our sustaining sanity in the trenches of our weeks. Choosing well is not justifying my busyness when he draws me, but lifting my weary eyes to his face as he calls my name. Jenny, Jenny, you are distracted and worried about many things, but have you so quickly forgotten that just one thing is needed? That one thing is me, and unlike your temporary comforts, I will not be taken from you. So don't turn your gaze from me. The self-care that I seek is submitting to the one who truly knows what it is that will eternally feed me. Your words were found and I ate them, and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, New King James Version. That's my desire, even on days where my body doesn't want to do what my heart longs for. When late nights turn to late mornings and to-do lists are eager to push prayerful moments out the door. It's me choosing to feast first on his words, his thoughts, his presence, gathering the words that will stoke the joy for rejoicing. And then from the overflow of that good part, I'll have something to feed those around me without sacrificing my well-being or emotional health in the process. How are your margins in this season? In what areas do you hear Jesus gently calling your name, beckoning you to choose well? Thank you for listening to the Velvet Ashes Legacy Podcast. Oh